I keep on forgetting. I think it's Madhulila 27, text 18 of Chaitanya Bhagavad. Jaya Jaya Sri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda. Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jai Gaur Bhakta Brinda. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Okay. Parampara ek sakale yatta akyana. Sunyasa chira deha nahi rahi pran. As this news spread from person to person and eventually reached Sachi, she became practically lifeless. Omegana timarandasya gananjana shalakaya. Taksu unmalatamyena tasmai sri gurave namaha. Sri Chaitanyamano vistam stapitam yena bhutale. Swayam rupakadamayam didati sapadantikam. Vanshakalpa tarubhyascha kripa sindhu bhayevacha. Patitanam Pavane Bhyo Vaishnave Bhyo Namo Nama Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Siadvaita Gadadhar Sivas Adhigor Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare well, greetings from upstate <coughs> New York, Vasant Falls. Um, at 11, I will tell the story of Govardhan Leela, but I should give something <coughs> Govardhan here before I continue with the Chaitanya Bhagavat. <coughs> of course, I mean, for the last 44 years, I've been in, in Vrindavan, and most of those years in Govardhan, during Govardhan Puja. And we go up right to the hill. We have the key to the gate, and like it slopes up. So we can go up before we get on the mountain. We don't want to step on the mountain. We have actually the Govardhan Puja there, and then I got a huge feast for hundreds and hundreds of people and hundreds of thousands of people walking around Govardhan Hill with Kirtan. It's quite a, a, a mood. It's quite a mood. I'm, I'm finding actually pretty happy here, even in America. I joke, but it's not a joke. It's actually nice I, I don't have responsibilities of family i spent a lot of time just chanting shilupa goswami said if you can't live in Vrindavan physically you can live in your mind and better to be in your mind in Vrindavan here than being not in Vrindavan in your mind when you're physically 
present there, but the atmosphere has an effect. It's so natural there. Here, by chanting and hearing, we can create Vrindavan. There it exists without our effort. Just like the whole city is celebrating Govardhan Puja, the whole city. And it's quite a, a joyous mood. I, I just like to sit by the gate and watch the throngs of people come by. Um, yeah, that's kind of nice. So I just thought I would discuss one philosophical point. Now, my next Monday morning greetings tomorrow is going to be Kartik Meditations, which is how Monday morning greetings started without the name in the year um, 2000. So I'm kind of reviving that because I'm, I'm basically doing my Kartik program. I even walk around the hill in my mind. I walk an hour and a half every day back and forth and I turn to different, when I, I turn this way, anyway, it's nice. Um, yeah, so every year there, so it, it's quite nice. Um, so I'm going to do Kartik meditations, but I'm finishing that and I have to, I, I have to have an idea by tomorrow to start the next one. And it, it's, it's kind of related to, to, to Govardhan Leela. And the, the title of what I'm going to speak about is, do we live in a matrix? That's what I want to speak about. And, and, it, and it came to me. I was reading one article, and this article is 20, 30 years old. I have an anthology of articles that I sometimes read to hone my writing. There's one thing called Norton's Reader. It must have about 100, 200 of the best articles. Modern stuff is basically, I don't want to say it, I don't, you don't find much things today because people, the modern world is so influenced by postmodernism that there's the basic thing is basically anybody in a position of authority, there's no authority basically. There's no right or wrong. It's who's in power and our business is to oppose that. That's basically a lot of what's been being written. But this article was very interesting. It was written by a scholar who also, I think, was a journalist. And he wrote about 10 or 15 ways in which news doesn't represent what happened. And it doesn't matter what news channel that is. He described, I mean, so many subtle factors he described by how it's written and that the, the person who gives it actually, does, you know, he, it goes to editors and they have it a particular agenda it has to fit into. It, 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 it has to be cut down for two or three minutes. And, um, and the news is usually the thing that leads into the programming because the news is was usually about 6.30 and then the 
you know, the, the television programs would begin, at least it did it th did at that time. So they realized that's their money. So th they have to keep people on that channel. So there's such a, a motive for advertising that affects it too. So basically when you get the news, you don't get the news. Um, and our minds tend to become conditioned by it on both sides of the spectrum. And it just dawned on me how we live in a matrix that a reality is created for us and, and we don't really use the tools to discern it. Actually, the modern world is, is not geared to that. Even modern education is not geared to that. They discourage diversity of thought. And previously in a university, you would like the opposing view to hone your own. It was just known that that's the way you can sharpen your mind. But so many factors are there that it's real. So I, I wanted to discuss, and I'm still thinking of it because it, it, it's just a basic seed idea, but I, I wanted to discuss the different fantasies we live in. We live in the fantasies of our emotions. We live in the fantasies of our intelligence. We live in the fantasies of our politics. Um, it goes on and on. And, and, and if you actually are honest and you look and, and you're actually growing in life by, by, you know, by dedicating yourself to some kind of process of self-actualization or self-realization, you're actually dedicating yourself to some type of process of, um, evolvement, then as you age, you look back at your previous fantasy, how you thought, how you view the world, and how different it is now, how you see the same things different with maturity, with learning. I, I once wrote a, a Monday morning greetings reflecting on how many times I thought I actually had seen reality. Because at any particular point, everyone thinks they're seeing reality. That's the nature of illusion. You're thinking what's true, what's not. And then something happens to you. Uh, and I related to that to, to uh, the cartoon character Goofy, and they had that music, um, bum, 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 and then smash, and that happens, and then wow, I'm, I'm awakened. I, I see something more. I see something more. And then you realize if I think how I looked at the world when I joined Krishna consciousness and how I looked at the same thing now, 
I realized I was living in a fantasy. And what kind of, so that's the point that I really want to hone in. And it just becomes so obvious in the modern world how, how, how there's what's called confirmation bias. We have opinions and we only hear things that agree with us. And it builds up until we have a particular vision. So I, I want to talk about that Jnana Chaksu seeing through the eyes of knowledge, but how that relates to Govardhan Puja, that one of the main philosophical points of Govardhan Puja is that because of pride, Indra couldn't understand God. Yeah, the matrix of envy. The matrix of narcissism. How we tend to see the world through our own desires. Not the way it is. And so what does it actually take to have pure consciousness? To actually see reality. That's why in society, there used to be a class of Brahmins. There were people that cultivated qualities that enabled them to see the truth. And then they can speak on behalf of reality. The modern world is a free-for-all. It's just a, a, a free-for-all. People just, everybody's an authority. You just need a computer. I doubt my own views on everything except Shastra. <laughs> Even if I hold a view, I doubt it. <laughs> because I realize how difficult it is to actually get the information to get things right and how much your own upbringing psychology goes into the way you see things. I never take any view except Shastra that I have too seriously to the extent that I don't even like to hold a view <laughs> or make sure it's really basic. It may be this way or that way, but the core, what is reality? This is true. But the interest story is, 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 it tells how God is trying to get us to see the truth by destroying our pride, which covers our vision. Pride is, is material desire, we want greatness and therefore we tend to see everything else as less than it is. That's material consciousness. So our greatness has to be diminished. Our illusion of greatness has to be diminished. I have to tell you, frankly, that's the story of my life every year. Every year I slip on that banana peel and make a fool of myself and go, aha, yes. 
Yes. So Krishna does that. And, 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 you know, if you're sincere in your spiritual practices, you're, you're, you're experiencing it all the time. I opened up the email just before I got on here and two letters were crisis. Two letters were crisis. What to do, how to see, why? One husband got in a terrible accident, terrible. Lucky the person lived. It's paralyzed from the waist down. I, I can't, I don't want to describe the horrors of it. How to deal with that. Another one, you know, someone new to Krishna consciousness, all of a sudden negative feelings come, all these things come. And Indra, the king of heaven, he, he, he tends to represent material opulence, bewildering one. Because the more things, the more power you have, the easier it is for you to think that you're the controller. I, I, I always remember I was in the Brooklyn Temple, that was Henry Street. And I came to lunch one day, not as a, 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 devoted, a devotee really, at least what they would consider a devotee. And there was a tape playing. And I told many of you this. And it wasn't even a lecture of Prabhupada, it was someone summarizing a lecture of Prabhupada but Prabhupada said, if we all became Krishna conscious, if all my disciples became Krishna conscious, we can take over the world in 18 days. And then I thought, wow. Later I thought about it, yeah. Well, why would Krishna give us the world if we're not Krishna conscious? It would just enhance our illusion. It would just enhance our illusion that I am the controller. Technically speaking, and now Prabhupada said, you know, if I speak about the sannyas ashram, even Prabhupada said, you know, we can't be sannyasis like in days of before. We should, you know, avoid social intercourse. And but I'm just talking about why a sannyasi used to travel. Because once everything is in place, and I'm saying it is necessary. It is necessary to have a peaceful mind and, and, and make things attuned reasonably to our desires and needs. But there's always something else to you know, watch out for when you're doing it. And the watch out for when you're doing it is you tend to think it's under your control. Then you tend to think you're the controller. And then your house becomes your eternal abode, your relationships become your eternal relationships, and there's something beyond that. Our eternal relationship is with Krishna and all others are temporary, and it doesn't mean they're not important. <laughs> 
We already went through that. We know that kind of mistake that can happen. <laughs> when you judge things from that level, um, you have to also take into account what people's needs are to attain that level. Anyway, that's what I'm, I'm going to speak about, you know, the story itself, but we know that Indra became proud and Krishna smashed his pride. And that's what happens in the analogy. Also in Brahma v. Mohan Leela, the same thing happened. Lord Brahma became a little Brahma v. Mohan Leela. V. Mohan means very bewildered. And Brahma gave a great analogy. What happened? He said, I was like a firefly at night thinking I was bright. <laughs> and when I came before the sun, I was nothing. It's not in our interest to be the center because it's antithetical to the soul, which is meant for service, not to be the center. So, so it's nice when, 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 when God reveals himself to us and we can have that feeling, a beautiful feeling, because it'll evoke the soul. When there's pride, there's no love, because in, when you have pride, you can never feel mercy. Even if you get it, you can't feel mercy, because you have a sense of entitlement. So pride covers the most cherished thing in our heart, which is our mood of service and love. So it's a good thing when the pride is carefully removed. And, and I love the verse where Brahma was saying, who am I and who is he? When, when God revealed his splendor, who am I and who is he? He said, God, it, 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 it's my universe, which I was so proud of. Through the body of, of, of Vishnu are coming unlimited universes, like hex atoms through his screen. And uh, what a hex atom is, or what it's referring to, is you ever see when light comes through a, a screen, a window, and you see little particles of dust? That's what it was referring to as a hex atom. So he says, I was like a hex atom coming through the body of God with unlimited other hex atoms. And then he said, well, who am I and who is he? <laughs> and, and, and yeah, we have to get the treasure of bhakti and make that our value judgment and stop thinking and envy. Why is God God and why am I not? Well, because he gave us the better position. He gave us the position of devotee, of love, of pure love and consciousness. You, 
love does not require position and love is the best thing. So why are we hankering for position? In fact, position can cover our experience of love, our desire for love, our ability to feel love. That actually, in one sense, has been a little bit the history of, of, of the Krishna consciousness movement when so many young people got power. Prabhupada had to make a social order. So he had to put people in charge. They were six years in the movement. They were 29 years old. They were 31 years old. And Prabhupada had to make them gurus. And we were thinking, wow, maybe one day me. How foolish. And what looked from a material perspective as hitting the jackpot was almost the worst curse. Because the people couldn't handle the position. You couldn't handle the position. That's why there's that famous verse. I just read it yesterday, but I don't remember. When God is merciful, he takes away. He also gives, but he can take away. And a lot of times he does take away. Because God has the right faith that our happiness will be as a soul, a devotee, a lover of God, and not the controller of all we survey. And we get upset with how God deals with us because we have the wrong faith. We have the faith of false ego. I wanna be the enjoyer, I wanna be the controller. That's kindness, that's mercy. Like a spoiled child, if you love me, God, why won't you give me what I want? Raghunath Das Goswami said that to his parents. He wanted to leave for Lord Chaitanya. He, he, he was the opposite. Why won't you give me what I want, which is absolutely nothing but the lotus feet of Lord Chaitanya? That, that's the right spoiled child. He turned to his parents. Why won't you give me what, why won't you give me what I want? I want to be a devotee. I want to be at the lotus feet of Lord Chaitanya. So Indra's pride was destroyed, tried to destroy Vrindavan, sent the Sambartarka clouds, the clouds of universal destruction. And not even a blade of grass or an ant on Govardhan Hill was destroyed. And then Indra was awakened. I'm nothing. I'm nothing. What mercy. What mercy to actually have the realization of dependence, connection with the divine, where our heart attracts the holy name to descend on our tongue. What can be greater mercy than that? Okay, the story will come later. I know Man, a little more than half will come back again, which is nice. So 
Now, Lord Chaitanya decides to take sannyas for his mission. God comes, he has a mission. He has an antaranga hetu and a bahirangi hetu, bahiranga hetu, an internal reason for appearing and an external reason. The internal reason is for himself. He wanted to experience rasa from the perspective of a devotee and the external reason for God appearing, why he appeared for others is to spread this spontaneous love of Godhead. So the time came approximately halfway through his life at the age of 24, whereby circumstances, seeing that since his initiation, he was in an emotional state of love of Godhead and of his students could not understand him and were even criticizing him. So he decided at least externally, internally, it's time for my mission. Externally, it's time for my mission. I'll take sannyas because the order is respected and that'll facilitate me spreading my mission. But he has to leave his home, his friends, his family, his wife, his mother, especially his mother, and they are super attached to him because he's Krishna. Krishna means all attracted and what you're attracted to, you become attached to. And there's nothing more attractive to, than God. Not only his beauty, not only his wealth, not only his intelligence, not only his fame, not only his renunciation, but his heart. He has a beauty of his heart. He's the perfect person and he's all attractive. And I'm not talking about, you know, in a sexual way or anything, but sometimes we find people attractive. We find people just are attractive. And when we find people attractive, we want to serve them. And this is the supreme relationship and it is nitya. It is eternal. So it's not, it, it is some real, real existential connection. Even we know in this life is there bodily connection that adds something to the relationship. My niece, my eldest niece, just moved five or 10 minutes from here. I actually, the other day I had lunch with her at Gora Priya's place. It's, it's really amazing place. 
the house is from 1750 with that those stones. I, it's also renovated. And there's, you know, the whole area is about 350 acres on the bank of the Hudson. And the school that they built, I, I told you before. But anyway, we do, you take lunch outside because it's the COVID type thing. So there's a place outside, there's a big fireplace outside and just a, you know, covered on, you know, one, the front side is open. So it like the heat comes out. Um, I, I, I shouldn't go off on tangents because I forget my point, but, but um, oh yeah, I, I remember it now. So my eldest niece and I'm, I'm we have a relationship, I say. I mean, I've been, I, I was already in India when all my nieces were born and they tell me their favorite game when they were young is they used to have a sliding pond and they used to play, they used to play this game, visiting Uncle Denny in India. They, they only saw pictures of me with, um, kind of, you know, my sannyas robes, basically. I don't think anyone born before 1982, where I took sannyas. Um, so I can see, you know, there's a bodily connection, there's something there. You know, and there's some it's an added thing when there's some formal kind of connection. It's my niece. There's some, something more than if she wasn't my niece, I can say. So we have, we have a connection that's on that level. We have an eternal connection with God. <clears throat> so anyway, Lord Chaitanya's going to take sannyas and he tells some close people who are kind of devastated and he tells them and he pacifies them to some extent. You're my eternal associates and I will remain in the world in two incarnations, Kirtan and Ananda. Ananda means, if you figure out what it really, it means the deity. I will be in the world in, in the kirtan and the deity. So they're somewhat pacified. But mother, mother means love. It's the most selfless thing in this world. So the mother's love Sachi immediately hears about it, becomes lifeless. And, and, and that's the real height of the real height of love is you are my life. Without you, I have no life. That's the gopis when they see Krishna in the coils of the Kaliya serpent. You are my life. They remember his loving deal and they're starting remembering and they say, Tapta Dukam Sunyam, I'm zero. Top the top the I'm tormented. Top the dukam shunyam. 
shunyam, zero. Without you, zero. I'm tormented at zero. My life has no meaning. Govinda Vrahename. In your absence. Vrahena, there's separation. On hearing that the Lord would take sannyas, Sachi, the mother of the universe, became so distressed that she forgot where she was. Sometimes these descriptions are there, but I was listening, I think, yesterday to Srila Naranjan Swami, and he was giving a lecture, and he was reading from Brihad Bhagavatamrita. Sanatana Goswami, I think in the commentary of the verses, you know, we're trying to explain to you the ecstasy of Vaikuntha, but there's no words to put it. Some things are beyond our experience, and therefore we don't have, we can't have a realization of them, a deep realization. And the example would be a young girl, like five years old, and, and if you should talk romance to her, she doesn't have the capacity. She doesn't have the desires yet. She can't experience. So it's like that, we're immature. So they'll try to describe what that separation is. And it's even more difficult to understand that it's the greatest happiness. Because happiness is Ladini Shakti, the pleasure potency of God is Krishna Prem. So it's enhancing their prema. So simultaneously, it's cutting two ways. So it's very hard to understand but they try to describe it. She repeatedly fell unconscious to the ground and was, was unable to control the incessant flow of tears from her eyes. Whew, she is devastated. To lose what you're attached to, I'm sure people here have lost a loved one. You know, it's devastating. Actually, I, I'll tell you, when Iendra passed away, I was very close with Ram Mora. He could not function. He took a little, we're friends, he took a little shelter of me, you know, try to help him a little bit. He could not function. He had so much affection. Iendra, he couldn't function. Really. He broke down. He couldn't function. The whole, the whole marvelous kirtan that he's doing is to alleviate the separation he feels. <laughs> Just like Lord Chaitanya said, I'll be there in my anand. I guess Andrew told him, I'll be there in my kirtan. It's the only thing that, actually, honestly speaking, it's the only thing that keeps Ram Roy alive. It's what keeps him alive. Now, what to speak of Sachi, who, who's the eternal mother of Lord Chaitanya? What she must be feeling? One day as the lotus-eyed Lord was sitting at home, Mother Sachi began to speak with him 
with tears in her eyes. My dear son, do not leave. Do not leave your mother. This simple person is surviving only by looking at your face. How will I survive without seeing your lotus eyes, your moonlike face, your reddish lips, your pearly teeth resembling kunda flowers and your elephant-like gait? And how will I survive without hearing your words that shower nectar? Stay at home and happily perform Sankirtan in the company of your followers headed by Advaita and Srivas, your intimate companion Nityananda and your dear friend Gadadhar. You incarnate to preach religious principles. But what kind of principle it is to leave your mother? You are the personification of religious principles, yet you will leave your mother? How then will you teach religious principles in this world? We're responsible for our parents. It doesn't matter if they're devotees or not devotees. We're responsible for our parents. Sachi's older son took sannyas. Her husband passed away. Imagine how she feels. Sachi was grief stricken with love as she spoke. As Vishrambar listened, his throat became choked and he was unable to answer. Your elder brother has, Sachi, your elder brother has left me and your father has gone to Vaikuntha? Yet I forget all grief by looking at your face. If you leave me, I will certainly die. My dear Garanga, it is not proper t- for you to leave your widowed mother. Perform kirtan with the devotees in your own house. Nityananda is there to assist you. I will look at your two eyes filled with love and your long, two long arms. Your words will shower nectar. Without a lamp, my house is illuminated by the effulgence of your body. How much nectar emanates from your reddish lotus feet. As Sachi became grief-stricken with love while speaking. Vishrambar sat and listened. It appeared as though Koshalya was instructing Ramachandra. Sri Chaitanya and Nityananda bestow happiness and always are always filled with ecstasy. Thus, Vrindavandas sings their blissful glories. As Mother Sachi lamented in this way, 
the Lord neither raised his head nor spoke a word. Sachi became pale and appeared like skin and bones. She was overcome with lamentation and stopped eating. Realizing that his mother would not survive, the Lord took her to a solitary place and spoke some confidential words to her. Anyway, we'll discuss that the next time, but basically he'll explain that actually many incarnations, she was his mother. And that he'll just stay in Puri so she'll know where he is and messages can be sent back and forth. Okay, any reflections? Haribo Maharaj. Haribo. Thank you for class. Haribo. <laughs> um, there were there were so many strikes at my heart because I'm so close to my own mother and just that that's just heartbreaking that that scene. Um, um, so I'm appreciating that, but I'm also appreciating what you said about that. I wrote it down so I got it exactly that you said I doubt my views on everything but Shastra. And it was reminding me of something, something someone told me a little while ago when they said, don't believe everything you think. And that's such a good way to think, to think, because I constantly believe what I think and what I think is wrong. <laughs> thank you. Good, thank you, Jamuna Jaya. And I really like this service of making sure we have some reflection every class to get it going. Okay, anybody else like to say hello? Offer uh, reflection? Okay, anybody like to say hello? Hare Krishna Maharaj, it's Bhakti Devi. Hi, Bo. You know, I, I, totally understand Sachi's feelings and you know especially like when my eldest son left home how devastated I was and um well always thought that I would love to have him back again until I got stuck during the COVID for six months seven months with with everybody <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but those feelings run really strong and deep and uh yeah and you know it's funny when you said she said when she said um if you leave me, I will die. It's isn't that something your mother would say? That's what <laughs> not my mother would say. That's what a mother would say. It's like a Jewish mom thing, right? No, it's not. It's every mom thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Maharaj. It's a beautiful oh. class. Okay, and we'll get together next weekend. We'll we'll communicate and we'll, we'll, we'll. Yes, yes. I'd like to go to see Gorpriya's school if we can do that when I come. Uh, may not be, uh, may not be. Uh, we'll talk about it. Okay. I, maybe I can, because uh, it was really nice. We we had. I went there for lunch yesterday, and uh, met Jai Balai and Katie, and. Uh, it's really nice outside and everything was grown from the garden. 
because they have an incredible, like in fact, they have acres and acres of chestnuts. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, that's got to be harvested. But it's really, it's really uh, incredible what's going on, what they're doing there. And uh, yeah, so yeah, be nice. And that's actually, because it's 35 minutes from here, it's 35 minutes closer to you, right? So, well, I can, yeah, that's no big deal. I can come and get you and okay. we'll go over there. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Okay, good. Anybody uh, else like to, to uh, say hello? Hi, Krishna Maharaj. Hi, Krishna Maharaj. It's great to hear from you. Um, College Andre. Chiranjali. Hi, Krishna. Okay. Govardhan Puja in Iowa. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Anybody else say hello? It's not Guru Maharaj Narmasaki here. Okay. I just got your okay. message. I want to reflect the point that you mentioned about how you look at the board before you join Krishna consciousness and now that you uh -huh. are joined. And I see, I, I see. Uh, people around me and uh, you know sometimes I compare um, you know how I look at the problems and how they look at them and I, I, I really thank thank you thank Prabhupada Jai Prabhupada for you know just let us just gave us this uh, knowledge right it really differs right people are looking at things in different opposing ways. Now, sometimes there's different perspectives on things. And sometimes one person is right and one person is wrong. <laughs> and when that's the case, then someone's living in an illusion. <laughs> okay. Okay. Anybody else? Hare Krishna Maharaj. Hi, Bo. Hi, Thank you for the class. Okay. All right. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Uh, hey. Good to see you. Okay, Hare Krishna Maharaj. Oh, great. Thank you very much for the class, Maharaj. Thank okay. you. I need an audience. Thank you so much. Okay, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Thank you for a wonderful class. Okay. See you guys around in a week, a couple weeks. Hi, Bo. Hi, Bo. Okay. Who else? Hare, Hare Krishna Maharaj. Yangi, Hare Bo. Hare, Hare Bo. Thank you so much. Okay. Hare Bo. <laughs> Who's that? Mukunda Maharaj. Oh, hey, Mukunda. Hurry, Bo. Hey, Bo. Good. Who else? Hare Krishna Maharaj. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Here. And Kishori Radha. Okay. Hurry, Bo. I hope you. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Kadamba Mala. Kadamba. Hurry, Bo. Hare Krishna. Hear from you. Good. Who else? Hare Krishna Maharaj, this is Sri Gandharvika. Sri Gandharvika, Hare Krishna. Good. Okay, a few more and then we'll head out. Who else? Hare Krishna Maharaj. Kamala Radha, who else? Hare Krishna Maharaj. 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 Hare Krishna Ma
Okay. Haribo, Marsh. It's Joel Cayley. Hey, Joel. Haribo. Haribo. Okay. Anybody else? Yeah, Radhacharan. Who's that? Radhacharan? Yeah. Hey, you can't buy a ticket out of Mayapur. <laughs> it's almost going to be a year soon. <laughs> yeah, it is almost a year. Yeah. Wow, I can't underestimate. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Who is that? Hare Krishna Maharaj. This is oh. Rangarani. Oh, good to see you. Thank you. <laughs> Very good. Okay. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Thank you for a great class. Henry, great to see you. Wow. Maybe in the next few weeks, we just got to touch base, catch up a little bit. I think so. Yes. It's amazing how long this has been, huh? Mm. <laughs> you seem quite satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> no problem here. <laughs> it actually simplifies life, doesn't it? <laughs> okay, good. Henry, thank you. Okay. Hi, Hi, yes, Mahaj. Hi, Krishna. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just, yeah, I just want to say that, you know, this was another one of those weeks where you you present something with a slight difference and it makes all the difference you know like for example i forgot what it was last week or the week before and it was at the last minute but then this week too just the fact that you acknowledged that even though you know your connection with your niece is on a bodily level still you know there is a different feeling than if it were somebody else, you know, who was not your niece on your body level, even though, you know, it's still just another body. But because, anyway, I'm just saying that, you know, slight presentations make a big difference. Just a little bit, though, just a tiny bit. <laughs> they make a big difference. <laughs> not so big, a little bit. <laughs> but, I, you know, it, it, it's interesting. She, she, she spent three weeks with me in Vrindavan. So she has that kind of taste. And uh, I don't know if, if he's here, but she, she, I didn't even know that, but she was the photographer at Jaibalaya and Katie's wedding. And Madan was the priest. And she was the photographer. <laughs> they hired her as the photographer. Interesting. Small world. Madame, Madame Mohan or who? Madame no. Mohan was the priest for Katie. Really? And something like that, I believe. I, 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 something, I, I believe. Mm. My niece was the photographer. Mm -hmm. So she somehow gets good connection with devotees. Yeah. Okay. Anybody else? Hi, Krishna Maharaj. It's Don Cayley. Uh, hey. <laughs> okay, everybody watch. Don Cayley's in his Tesla, so he doesn't have his hands on the wheel, and the car is driving itself. <laughs> I'll be there in 10 minutes. Okay, I'll see you soon. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Don Cayley's very kind. He'll bring over some groceries and then he'll clean everything. And But he's timing it so he can actually see the class. 
Hey, those Teslers, they, <laughs> he took me for a ride. I wanted to see how it works without anybody's hands on the wheel. And it, it does work actually. It, it's interesting. Okay, thank yeah. you. Hey. Thank you, thank you so much for hey. allowing me to be here and for speaking. It was really beautiful. I loved how you mentioned that, you know, the, the bigger our pride grows, the less we have to see everything else. And that as our pride diminishes, the more we can see things for what they are. So I really appreciated that amongst other points. And thank you for allowing me to, to sit so in and listen. You've come to the class. Uh, you're at your home now, right? Yeah, I'm at home right now. Yeah, in Brooklyn. It seems, it seems you've got such a good setup because you're so clear. <laughs> oh, thank you. Okay, thank you so much. Hare Krishna. I really appreciate it. Hare Thank well. you. Good. One more person and then we'll go. Okay, I'm going to head out now. Anybody around at 11 will tell the story. Vanchakalpa Tribhusak.